What's up, night fans? Welcome to a very special edition of the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast, a special midweek edition. Uh, we've got a little special interview for you that uh, Eric Lopez uh, has conducted for you. Eric's with us. How, what's going on, man? Going good, Jeffrey. Always, uh, always good to uh, talk to you. Always good to talk to you too, brother, and uh, especially on this uh, special occasion. So, uh, Eric, a couple uh, a couple weeks ago, did a uh, interview with the new UCF director of tennis, John Roddick. If his name sounds familiar, it should. He's Andy Roddick's brother. He is a highly successful tennis coach coming over to UCF from the uh, University of Oklahoma, where he has taken the Sooners to uh, uh, to the national championship and within the national championship before. Um, and this is part of a whole new ball game for UCF tennis, Eric. So uh, once again, you can follow us at UCF underscore Banneret on Twitter, myself at Jeff underscore Sharon, Eric at Eric Lopez Elo, and subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can also look us up at Black and Gold Banneret on Facebook. But Eric, uh, give us a little background for this uh, interview you did with uh, John Roddick. Yeah, I was really looking forward to this interview. I had a chance to interview him. I interviewed him, but certainly an opportunity. That's one of the cool things we'll do here at Black and Gold Banneret. We'll kind of go to places where other people haven't. And I, I'm proud to say I'm the first uh, media person in the market to interview John Roddick, uh, which was a huge hire for UCF and Danny White. John Roddick, uh, coached at Oklahoma, is a national uh, championship runner-up the last two years at Oklahoma, is, is considered one of the top coaches in the industry, in college tennis, some people, in fact, that are in the industry has compared him. They, they, they say he's like the Urban Meyer of college tennis, to give you that idea. And UCF got him. And so uh, I really was looking forward to talking to him. And we talked about why he came to UCF uh, and from his words, what attracted him to UCF and how quickly can he win at UCF? I mean, and you know this, Jeff, you've covered t- UCF tennis. UCF tennis has kind of been on the back burner. It's always been on the background. They've had issues with facilities, and they've never really made any noise, loud noise, in the sport in college tennis, men or women. And so UCF now believes with John Roddick, director of tennis, which means he's coaching the men's team, but he also is in overseeing the women's program. He We talked about the hire he made for the women's tennis coach, uh, for the women's tennis program. And we talked about the impact of the new home for UCF, which will be at the USTA Center that will open in January at Lake Nona, the new home of UCF. It's a huge story in tennis, not just college, but in general with the that tremendous venue that UCF will call home. And we talked about that and what that will bring to UCF and what's going to bring to the community. So I'm really I had a blast talking to uh, Coach Roddick. All right, so this is an uncut interview, and here it is, Eric Lopez speaking with John Roddick, the new director of tennis at UCF. Uh, Coach, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Uh, Thanks for having me on. No problem. Uh, What has been like for you since you've moved here to uh, the Central Florida here and taken over this program? Uh, It's been been a busy summer uh, from a recruiting standpoint, and then also, uh, you know, we had to hire, uh, once I was on, the first thing I did was hire a, a women's head coach, too, and so... Uh, those processes take a little bit time to make sure you get the right people, but um, you know it's been a it's been a great summer to settle into Orlando, and you know I'm really excited about the the move. What uh, attracted you to come here to uh, UCF and take over this program? Well, I think just being being you know in Florida, um, you know number one from a tennis standpoint. I mean, everyone in the world travels through Florida. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of them move to Florida, whether you're international, American. You know, you you end up spending a lot of time in Florida. So it's just kind of the the unofficial uh, capital of tennis, I think, in the world. And so, 
uh, just being around where we have so many professional tournaments our guys can play, uh, being in the southeast, all the collegiate tournaments, uh, a lot of the ones are, are out way. So uh, just from a, from a geographical standpoint, number one, uh, you know, that's a, a huge factor. And then uh, I think the biggest thing is the resources that, that UCF is, is putting into their tennis program along with you know, just in the right place at the right time with the uh, being able to tie it in with the with the USA national campus is a, you know makes it just an incredible opportunity from a from a college tennis standpoint. Of course, you come over from Oklahoma, you turn that program around and turn it into a national power, uh, national runner up. Uh, UCF hasn't had much success as far as making the NCAA tournament in tennis. Uh, it, it, do you have a timeline? Is there a process that this takes as far as turning these programs around? Uh, there, there's never a timeline. I mean, it, you know, at Oklahoma, we, we were able to turn it around really quickly and make you know, the quarterfinals of the NCAA tournament in my first year. Uh, recruiting went really, really well this summer. Uh, we ended up uh, getting getting four transfers. Uh, basically, I, you know, I felt like all the really good transfers that uh, had their releases and, and wanted to look, look elsewhere, we ended up getting each one of them. And so I think that was a, a huge recruiting victory for us to – you know, in order to turn it around. And some of those kids I had good relationships with already because I recruited them um, and or played against them, when, uh, uh, you know, before they before they decided they wanted to transfer. And so, you know, one in particular I had a really good relationship with from a recruiting standpoint. And, um, you know, he decided that, that it was a better opportunity and, and so that, it, that he wanted to make that change. So, I, I, you know, that made me feel really good, especially when kids that have been in college just kind of understand it. So the recruiting process the second time around is very different. Um, you know, you're dealing with people that they really have a good idea of what's going on, and they saw the opportunity and, and wanted to be a part of it. So that that made me feel really good about the decision I made to come to UCF. We're speaking with the director of tennis of U, uh, of UCF tennis, uh, John Roddick, also the men's uh, coach. And uh, you got a lot of titles now under the byline there. You're the director of tennis, which means not only are you in charge of the men's program, which you coach, but you're also overseeing the women's program. Just take us about some of the details behind what's your daily day like as far as your responsibilities? Well, you know, I think that the most important thing on the, on the director of tennis side is, is making women tired. Um, you know, I think I really took my time with that, although, you know, you, you, you don't have too much time because you want to make sure candidates uh, are still in the market when you're, when you're trying to make the offer. Um, but I think that's the most important thing is to hire somebody that's, that's really good and, um, you know, that, that, can grow into the job. I think I think we've done that, uh, but that's you know. And then you, you kind of want to get out of their way. You know, at that point, it's signing off on re- on expense reports. You know, and, and, and working as a team. I think that there's a little bit more of a teamwork. You know, where there's more questions going back and forth because, you know, I, I do have more of an interest in the on the women's side than I than I did at Oklahoma. So it's uh, yeah, that that part's been fun. You know, but at the same time, you want to let who you hire. Uh, run their program and, and not try to micromanage them. And you know, I don't I don't know more about uh, women's college than the person I hired. So you have to let them let them run run their program. And, and it's certainly uh, talk about the hiring process. You mentioned that you hired Brian Koneko to run the women's tennis program. Just what was it about him that uh, really was the difference maker to uh, bring him on? Well, I think he he was the the associate uh, head coach at, at Ohio State for the women and. And also had some head coaching experience coaching the men at Brown, um, but he, I, you know, I felt like he was responsible. If you look where Ohio State women are right now, I think he was a, a huge factor in the recruiting uh, and starting to, you know, it was really a turnaround job. I mean, they weren't that successful uh, before he was hired on as the associate head, and I think he did an incredible job recruiting. And, and Ty Tucker is the director of tennis at Ohio State, so it's a similar situation to what we have at UCF and. 
and he's a pretty good friend of mine and and you know he was you know talking about brian and and the impact that he had and then um you know i just i, I saw it and, and i see how he yeah i think at the end of the day if you're going to pick one thing to do really well it's, it's recruiting i think he does that incredibly well um and then his on-court knowledge and and you know ability to train players and run great practices is, is really good too so it just I talked with him for a while and did the interview process for me. You know, I, I really wanted to get him down here because I think he'd make a huge impact on the on the women's program. What What do you tell the players when, uh, you, of course, you arrived here now and you're getting ready for the season to come up? Uh, do you have a message for them? Because obviously, this is a so there'll be more spotlight now on UCF tennis than maybe there was before that they're used to. Kind of, how do you get them together and get them ready for the season? Yeah, it just starts, you know, it starts the first day of school for us. And then we, you know, we're in the eight hours and it kind of gets into a, a technical side of the NCAA rules. But we have the eight hours and then uh, on September 13th, we go into our 20 hours. And it's about, you know, it's about getting, getting better each day uh, and really putting hard work in. You know, I, I tell people, you know, the guys on my team, I'm like, we're going to win in April because of what we do today, you know, in the fall. I mean, what we do in March, you know, isn't nearly as important as what we do in the fall from a work standpoint, from a, fitness standpoint you know once you start really competing every day and uh playing a, a ton of dual matches your 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 fitness you, know, you can't just you know you kill yourself on the fitness side and so i said it's really important what we do now sets us up for success uh in the spring and so i think that's my the biggest message to them is, is understanding that that each day you know is a is a chance to go out and improve and, and work on your fitness and, and you have to do it the daily thing as soon as you you miss three or four days you're taking steps backwards and it's not about you know, killing yourself each day is about being really consistent with what you're doing uh, and doing enough each day and, and, and building on that. And so hopefully I think they're really doing a good job of understanding that. Of course, one of the uh, big stories, the pl- your players, uh, you guys will be in a new home at the USTA National Campus at Lake Nona. It's uh, scheduled to open in January. Uh, everybody has kind of been buzzing about this. What can you tell us about the campus and how big of a, uh, how big of a factor was that facility in your decision to come here? Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing facility. You know, I mean, the the when I first heard about it, I, I was just thinking, man, a hundred courts. Like, how does how does that even work? You don't even have a concept of how how that even works because that is just that's probably twice as many courts that I've ever ever seen. And there's a place in Mobile that has about fifty, and that place seems enormous. Um, but the way they've laid it out, and and it, you know, there's so many components to it with with our home facility being there, and the player development on the other side, and it has the the tournaments, and then they have USA Tennis, which is kind of a, you know, the, the competitive juniors, and, and, and those kids have areas for each person. So it's really laid out like a, like a bunch of small villages, and it's just an incredible facility from a, you know, being able to run tournaments for development for our collegiate program, and it's just a, it's just an amazing opportunity. I mean, it's really just when I first walked the property, I, I couldn't believe the the thought that went into how they how they were putting that facility together, and so you know, with, with us being able to host. The college tournaments, uh, it just gives us such a big advantage where, you know, our, our players don't have to school, they don't have to leave town to, to, to play against the best players in the world. And I think that's, that's really, you know, what the enticement for me to come was. And you mentioned, I mean, I've been in Tulsa where that tennis court, they hosted the NCAA tournament uh, last, this past season. Uh, I mean, how huge is that from a recruiting standpoint that you could bring a kid and say, look, you could play your matches here where we could possibly be a home for the future NCAA tournament uh, sites? Uh, I mean, it's just as big of a factor in helping in recruiting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when we take recruits out there, they're, they're blown away because no one's ever seen anything like it. It's nice to be able to say when you're recruiting, I actually believe it. You know, a lot of coaches will say we have the best facility in the country. 
you know, and, and you, you have a nice facility, but who knows if it's the best. I mean, this one is literally the best facility in the world for what we do. So to, to be able to say that and, and actually believe it at the same time and for it to be truthful is, is a huge advantage. And, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, putting bids in for the NCAA tournament, and, you know, I would be surprised if at some point we don't, we don't uh, get to host the NCAA tournament. And, um, you know, just at that standpoint, you know, everything's going to happen there, and we're going to be right in the middle of the, the hub tennis, and it's just a, it's a huge advantage. Is it possible that that facility could host a pro tournament, like an ATP tour event or, or a women's tournament? Uh, the only tournament, major tournament in the state from a professional standpoint, of course, is the tournament in Miami and Key Biscayne, which I've gone to a couple times. Is it a possibility down the road that the Orlando could be a destination for a tour event? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've, they, they've set it up that way. I know they have room to, to build a stadium court as far as what tournament they get or, or you know, how quickly it happens. I'm not sure. You know, that's the not my realm, but I know that's something that, that is definitely a possibility out there, you know, I mean, that they could uh, easily host a tour event up there, and it's uh, to, to, to be able to do that, and so I think that's something, you know, long-term, the U.S. has their sights on on hosting ATP or, or WTA events. For people that may not know, of course, college tennis, it seems like the last few years, more and more players out of the college system are going pro than maybe before. Uh, Steve Johnson, who's had a great year out of USC. John Isner, of course, everybody knows from Georgia, among others. Uh, do you see that, that the talent uh, pool in the college game now has gotten so much better that now you're getting players that can play pro, whereas maybe uh, a decade or so they would skip college and go straight to pro or maybe play at a camp? Yeah, I, I think, I don't know if it's too much. I think you're hearing about them more because right now we don't have those really uh, top, you know, top ten players. I mean, if you look 10, 15 years ago, we'd have you know two or three or four players in the top ten uh, from the U.S. So the college guys would be sitting there, sometimes 40, 50, 60 in the world. You didn't you just didn't necessarily hear about them. Um, so I think you're hearing about them more. I think the landscape is is similar, but I think from a standpoint, it's taking longer for players to break in the top hundred, and so I think. With that change, I think you're seeing more players say, okay, you know, college isn't going to slow me down from a development standpoint because it is taking so much time. Um, and so I think that door may have opened a little bit where you're, you're getting a few more players, whether it's Americans and international players, seeing that as a, a vile pathway for them. So I think that's probably the, the biggest change. If I put you in charge of the sport of tennis, whether it be college, pro, juniors, whatever you would like, if there's one thing you would like to change, if anything, what would you want to do? Um, I I would like to change things. Uh, if I come in charge, I think we're missing uh, a, a huge opportunity to turn Davis Cup into one of the premier sport events in the world. I mean, if you if you had that all in one place over the course of a week or two, and you did it every two years or years, whatever, whatever it is, I think you could have um, you know it, it could be one of the biggest events in the world. Uh, so for me, I think that's where tennis and, and the ITF is missing probably the biggest opportunity to to expand and grow the game and, and really have an impact on it, even, even hosting it less instead of having it every year because the schedule is so busy for pros. But I mean, if, you, if you had it every couple of years and, and really paid those guys to, to get the best players to show up and made it a marquee team event, then I, I think fans would show up. I think it would be the biggest event if they did that. Um, and why that hasn't happened, I, I, I kind of scratched my head. Yeah, I agree. I've talked to my tennis friends. Uh, we've kind of scratched there, especially with the success of the, the interest of the Olympics and the excitement that that brought, and that's every four years and how much it means to these players. Why doesn't the Davis Cup kind of 
go, you know, every other year, three years, something like that, and make. I think it would add a lot to right. that event. Yeah, I mean, I, I traveled with our Davis Cup team when I was coaching my brother for three years, and I think I went to every tie over those years except for one. Us here, you know, having been that close with the Davis Cup team, and, and it's even harder for me to follow. I don't know what's going on because it's so spread out, and you're playing in, in random places. You know, it's just kind of a home way based on where you played the last time. So, you know, you look up, and the next thing you know, the U.S. team's in Belgium, and you don't know really what's going on, the difference, and you know, all of a sudden you have these sites around the world. Nobody really knows what's going on, and uh, for that to be such a, a neat event, I mean, it's a great event. Uh, but for for if I can't it and haven't been a part of it for, for several years I, I don't know how the regular tennis fan or even sports fan remotely follows it no i agree on 100 percent. last thing before i let you go you mentioned your brother for those that did not know uh john roddick's brother is andy roddick of course uh you at 2003 u.s men's champion uh that's the last major that american player has won we got a lot of young players coming up taylor fritz uh, I know he's coming up. Jack Sock, of course, played in professionally. Opeka, a kid that I saw in Atlanta against John Isner. So there's some young American talent coming up. Uh, do you see this drought of uh, the Andy being the last American to win the major coming to an end soon? Or is the top players like the Novak Djokovic's and the Andy Murray are so good that really it's not the American players' fault. It's just a credit to the rest of the world and the top players. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to say. I mean, it, even in my brother's case, if you'd have told me when you know two or three years before that that he was going to win the U.S. Open and be number one when he's twenty-one, I you have a hard time necessarily believing that. You, you never know when someone will really start playing well and and get to that next level. And we we have players that that are doing well, and we have young players that are doing well. The overall health of men's tennis is uh, is much better than it was two or three years ago, or right around the time when my brother retired about four years ago. And, um, you know, but as far as winning majors, I mean, I, I think Novak might be playing at a level that we've never seen, and I, I didn't think I would say that after, after seeing Roger in his prime. Um, but, I mean, Andy Murray's you know, working hard and showing that he can play at that level as well. So uh, I think it's a really small test right now to try to win a major. But, you know, you have to keep working hard, and you see the guys are getting older. And, and Rafa, you know, no, no disrespect to him, but he's getting older, and it's tougher to stay at that level. I saw it with, with Andy and, and – you, know, you get 30, 31, depending on your game style and how you how you have to play. It starts taking a toll. You never know when uh, when those guys get to the line. And it, it can happen fairly quickly. So you have to be uh, in line and ready to go. And you, know, you got like Ranich, who's right there. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins one. But you know, right now you you, you want to see some of those Americans that are in the 20s. You want to see them get into the top 10 or top 15. And I think when they get there, you can start having a discussion. That is the UCF director of tennis and the men's coach, John Roddick, here has arrived at UCF. They get their season started in January. They'll, of course, be playing at the new USTA National Campus in Lake Nona. That will open in January. For more details on that, go to UCFKnights.com. Coach, it's a, 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 pr- a pleasure to uh, talk to you, enjoy some talking, some tennis. I know uh, I wish there was more tennis talk on the radio airwaves and television for that matter, but uh, always enjoyed it and look forward to your season starting and uh, talking to you down the road. All right, well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. All right, Eric Lopez and Jeff Sharon back with you. Um, your takeaways from that interview, uh, Eric, what surprised you the most? I was impressed. Uh, I, I was surprised how in so how well he knows the area and, and what that complex will mean for this community and how confident he is about you know winning here at UCF and the turnaround. He's excited about the roster now. Got some transfers coming in that are highly recruits uh, from elsewhere. 
Uh, I think he feels he can win pretty quickly and he can do a lot of great things here at UCF. And, um, you know, I, I was just, I, I left very impressed and, and very excited, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm certainly now more intrigued, you know, by the tennis program. You know, I, I'll be honest. At first, when this announcement came out, it came out of left field. I was like, wow, wow, is this really, uh, does this really make sense? Is this really financially a good move? Uh, you know, college tennis, not well popular and all that. But, you know, the, the more research I've done and talking to him and talking to people in the industry, this actually might turn out to be the smartest move UCF's ever done with the Lake Nona campus at the USTA Center, which, by the way, Jeff, you and I have been invited by people at the USTA that work there uh, to their opening in January. So I have a feeling you and I might take a trip over there. I feel like uh, taking a drive down there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have been invited. Uh, to check this out because people that work there that we both know at the USTA Center have told me you have to come here. You're not going to believe how incredible this place is going to be. So uh, I think this could be a tremendous uh, move for UCF. I think they will rise to the top 25 and, and be a tennis power program. And what this place is going to do at Lake Nona at the USDA Center gives UCF opportunities to host the conference tournament championships and NCAA tournament championships. Yeah. Uh, and John Roddick's going to be right in the middle of it. You mentioned he's the brother of Andy Roddick, which we talked about. And, I, and that was the other thing I enjoyed. I enjoyed talking. I know you're not surprised. We talked about the professional tennis and where the state of the game and things like that. Uh, I'm a huge tennis, uh, not about that. But look, I mean, this is going to be huge. And, and and I think that UCF tennis is going to go to places that hasn't been before. And I'll go out on a limb and say, don't be surprised if John Roddick brings UCF a national championship in the next four or five years. Uh, could be that, you know, lofty you Eric Lopez putting yourself out on the limb there. He's that, I, I think he's that good. And people that follow him and people that follow the sport closer than I do feel he's that good. And, I hope and, you're right. And, and I, I'm in, I'm excited, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he will bring to the table, and obviously the women's tennis program as well. And and uh, I, I, I and you can you know speak better because you covered him during the you know the hit with Coach uh, you know with Bobby Cashman and, and all that and, and all Stephanie the, the, Nikitas in the women's side, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and they had a lot of things they had to go against. I mean, the facilities just were not up to par, and um, but I, I was left I, I was left impressed. Uh, I will check out the facilities. I've been told that the, they're gonna, their home opener in January is going to be tremendous. They're going to host one of the powers in the Big 12. That's all I could say. Uh, but I, I'm looking forward to uh, to see how this looks and how this comes out. And I think UCF's going to benefit from this. I think it's a win-win for all parties and for the city and the community. And um, I'm just – I think – this, he's going to bring a lot of success to the tennis program, and I think he, he, he gets it. That's the thing. He gets it. He's been around this sport at all levels, and uh, that's what I, I came away impressed. He, he's not shy about his opinion either. You saw how critical he was, Jeff, in the interview about the Davis Cup and mm-hmm. how he thinks it's ridiculous that they play it every year, that nobody it's hard to follow. And he was involved in that with his brother yeah. when he coached his brother. So he's not a shy guy. He will not. He will speak his mind and he be, what he believes in, and and I, I admire that and I like that. Some of the things that he's done with the uh, staff, by the way. Now he is officially the director of tennis and the head coach of the men's team, yeah. um, but he has hired a head coach of the women's team, Brian Canico. Yeah. Um, addition- Which we went into in the interview. Yep. We went into it and how he picked him. And, and you know what impressed me about his honesty. 
he's like, look, I don't follow the women's game as much in the college ranks. So I, I, you know, he wanted somebody he could trust with that. And, and then a lot of yeah. people wouldn't have said that. And uh, on the men's side in particular, you know, he's gotten a couple of big transfers. Like you mentioned, yep. Reese Acri coming in from Washington. The big one was Calman Boyd, who came over from USC. So, uh, and then also Danny Kersnerman, who came in, uh, who's uh, a junior, uh, transferred over from Alabama. And Corey Lovett, also a junior transfer from Alabama. So we've seen some shuffling on the roster. Harrison Richmond coming over from Virginia. Um, this is a brand new look UCF tennis team. And uh, I am looking forward to seeing um, what Coach Roddick is able to is able to do as well as you are, because like you said, you know, I feel that and I've always felt that UCF should be nationally competitive in I guess we can call it this the country club sports, the year round country club sports, which we uh, which we Floridians really do enjoy. A lot of us do tennis and golf. Right. So in that respect, you know, UCF, you know, UCF has been pretty good in golf but the tennis situation has been like you said the facilities they're playing they've been playing over on the rec courts over by the rec center for years um those courts are old and worn um and they're just not not college tennis level facilities they just aren't um moving into the usta credit to danny white for pulling this off and give and really making a commitment to UCF tennis. And I think you're right. I think it's going to pay off. Now, is UCF going to win a national title? Boy, do I hope so. I think it's certainly in the cards. It's really hard, though. I mean, when you got all those, you know, Pac-10 and SEC schools that are so good at tennis. You know, I covered Georgia for two years. Um, at, at their peak in the mid-2000s in college tennis, when they had John Isner, who I'm sure you're familiar with, Uh, from the ATP Tour, uh, who played four years at the University of Georgia. Four years. And then went pro. And that's extraordinarily rare for a guy to do that. Four years in college, and then uh, go on to the professional tour and have success, as John Isner has. Um, It'll it'll be an uphill climb, but the Knights are off to a running start, I think, with with the changes that they made to the program. So, really good interview by you. Uh, Thanks for allowing us to uh, share in it. Yeah, a pleasure. Uh, just to kind of give UCF tennis fans and a salute to Danny White. You mentioned just to, he said, one of the statements he's always said, he wants this to be a top 25 athletic department. And what a better statement to say that than to invest into the tennis program. And why not? Part, why part can't of that is we... investing in these sports, in golf and tennis yes, and some of the sports yes. you, you don't really think about. Correct. And that's the thing. Why can't we be top 25 in all the sports? And I think that's the message that I think Danny White's leading into because, look, you win in tennis, that's still noteworthy. You know, that you're still going to be recognized for that. And it's about competing for championships at all levels. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes. And I think I'm excited about this facility with Lake Known at the USDA Center. As we talked about in the interview with John, I mean, talked about the possibility of Orton at Lake Nona attracting an ATP, which is the men's tour, uh, or a WTA women's tennis tournament. So you could have uh, a professional tennis come to town. You could have the NCAA tournament coming to town, the conference tournament to town. I mean, it's a, it's it's really, really, I think there's a bigger picture here. I think there's a bigger picture that I think Danny White and UCF has seen here that I think maybe, and myself, I'm as guilty, maybe at the beginning didn't see, but I see it now. And if you're looking for you know what this place is going to look like, no problem. We'll put this in the show notes. Uh, yeah. You can go to lakenona.com 
or you can also go to USTAflorida.com, USTAflorida.com to check out what this place looks like. We'll put some links in the show notes to this. Uh, I mean, it is a palace of tennis, so this should be a lot of fun. I can't wait till it opens. I hope we get the chance to go down there. All right, Eric, uh, where can people reach out to you if they want to ask you tennis questions? Uh, Eric Lopez Elo on Twitter. I mean, I do tennis tweets there from time to time and uh, follow the sport, among other sports, of course, uh, the Olympic sports as well. So You're like Chris Mad good. Dog Russo with your obsession with tennis. I love it. That and, or Chris Fowler. <laughs> Just think of me as Chris yeah, Fowler. Fowler yeah, Fowler doesn't do. Well, I'll give I'll give you the Mad Dog because he always he always goes off on tennis. When he was on there with Mike Francesa, Francesa would just be like, "Oh, Mad Dog's talking about tennis again." And he would go go out of the studio for about a half hour and go grab a diet coke. It's a great sport, and I think we're exciting times are going to be ahead for UCF tennis. So I'm looking forward to that, and uh, it should be fun. And uh, John Roddick, and hey, who knows? Maybe we'll see his brother Andy at these tournaments and, and maybe other perfect former players, too. So, I mean, there's uh, there's just so many interesting twists to this, but uh, certainly looking forward to it. And I uh, that the audience got a, a great perspective and in-depth look at the UCF tennis that maybe nobody else can deliver like we can. Excellent. And you can catch me at Jeff underscore Sharon uh, and also catch us at UCF underscore Banneret, Black and Gold Banneret on Facebook uh, and uh, subscribe to our email newsletter at blackandgoldbanneret.com. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Eric, thanks again, brother. Anytime, Jeffrey. All right. Thank you for listening to the special edition of the Black and Gold Banneret podcast. We will catch you with a preview of the upcoming week's action uh, in just a couple days here on the Black and Gold Banneret podcast. We'll catch you in a couple days. <laughs>